Because we're just we just opened this. There's no big fancy intro yet. We just sort of walk in like we're recording already. Oh, is there like a pre-prepared like? Da, 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 I do that all in post. See, like, I'm looking usually, at the thing and not at the thing. I, I like, do that so, all the time. I shit you not. So okay. if you watch back, I did the same thing when I interviewed Ty, and I did the same thing when I interviewed Gigi. As I was looking at the computer screen, but we've okay. got this. Okay, I'm gonna this try fancy to look camera at the thing. right there. Hello, friends. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, actually, for like coming along with this little video interview experiment. It is our first interview live, somewhat, I guess, from the rec room, South Edmonton Common. Got a nice little fancy setup at home the now. LPW Arena. The LPW Arena. The that, LPW Dome, brother. That cliche hasn't been done to death. So It's great to see you, Boris. Big Bad Boris, the voice of love pro wrestling, providing the audible chocolate you hear on the Twitch streams, everything in post-production. One hell of a handsome gentleman. Thank you. Thank you, know, you very much. Excellent musical taste. Punk and pile drivers, yes. of course, you can find here on Love Wrestling well, as get well. Back on the horse. We haven't done one since before Christmas. But... Hey, we'll talk about that soon, man. We got okay. a lot to chat okay. about. You right. and I have never done one of these. Now, before we even get started, I just want to say that I have a terrible, terrible memory. That's fine. Don't worry. That makes both of us. We're just going to sit here and shoot the shit until, to be honest, you'll see the little 5% battery. We're sitting. It's the one thing we got to figure out is oh. the power situation. Uh-huh. Because we're running purely on Mac batteries. Like that right dude now. that made that Teddy Hart thing that's on Peacock there. I was at that dude's house with MRB looking at sizzle reels and I totally forgot. <laughs> MRB was like, we were at that guy's house. And I was like, oh yeah, we were at that guy's house. I totally forgot. So this is going to be an experiment in what I can remember. I'm excited to find out. I'm excited for the journey with you. How you right. doing? How you been? We're on the eve of our 11th event. You've been behind the microphone for all of like the LPW exclusive events. How are you feeling? You're excited to be back to uh, back behind the microphone. It's I don't like the, the the Christmas layoff because it's too long between shows, and I feel like my my skills get rusty. Plus, I just love what I do, and yeah. I'm like you, I'm sure too. Oh yeah! Soon as I walked in here, soon as I walked in here, and we saw this big like beautiful blue event poster on the screen behind us, like there's nothing quite like live. Like that week between Christmas and New Year's, I'm like, I should be calling a wrestling show right now when I'm I was itching for doing nothing. And usually, like the reason that we don't run, number one, people's money is usually spoken yeah. for around the Christmas season. But number two, like between December 25th and January 2nd, usually, I forget what day of the week it is. Like the chances of me forgetting that we had a show were, were somewhat high. And somewhat even, high. Like back in the PWA days, we didn't run that this month either just because of people going away for Christmas and money. Exactly. And stuff like spend that, time so. with your family. Yeah. So... Was the PWA your start in professional wrestling it's broadcasting? Or broadcasting, yes, but not my start in professional wrestling. No. Okay, so take take me back. Let's start talking about the fan first, Big Bad oh, Boris. God, I started... It's such a cliche question, but like we've again never done one of these. So how did Big Bad Boris, I... uh, a, a small bad Boris, <laughs> little bad Boris, little bad Boris? How did little bad Boris become a fan of professional wrestling? Um, I started watching wrestling with my dad way, way, way back in like the mid eighties. Like Stampede. Yes. Okay. Uh, back in the day, um, I grew up with born and raised, grew up in Calgary, and at one thirty in the afternoon on Channel Two and Seven was Stampede Wrestling, and then two thirty was Maple Leaf Wrestling, and that's where it started. And Saturday Night's Main Event, it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, because there's not many people I know that are like quite the wrestling historians that you well, are. Well, I'm just, I'm a lot older than a lot. Well, no, it's true. I'm I'm 46, so I'm a lot older than a lot of the guys. So they talk about old school 
Survivor Series 97. I'm like, oh God, no. Survivor Series like 87 is old school. <laughs> but yeah, so I just, I've got a lot of years on people. So, well, when you got into professional wrestling, you have wrestled a couple of matches. We are certainly going to talk about uh, that. Yeah, not uh, a few. Well, and, and undefeated as far as I know. No, not even close. Oh, really? No, no. Oh, no. we're going to need to dive in a bit. But uh, you've never been like a wrestler. You've no, always been a broadcaster. No. I, was broadcasting always the goal when you got in? Or well, when I was sort of... young, I, I, my career I wanted to do when I was young is I wanted to be on the radio. Yeah. That was my thing. And for some reason, like when people, kids watch wrestling, they envision themselves wrestling. And I never did. Yeah. I just never thought that I could be that. But I'm like, I could be Gorilla Monsoon or I could be Vince McMahon. Silly, I know it sounds. <laughs> but like, I could be that guy. But like, I used to, you know, I'd wrestle with my stuffed animals and stuff and had all the action figures. But I never saw myself doing that. So it never really entered my mind to look for training or anything like that. Yeah. So I just never saw myself as that guy. Man, you sort of laugh, but like, people forget what a great commentator Vince McMahon really was. He was he, excellent. He fit the product back in the day. He knew exactly what he was talking yeah. about, obviously. Who would have thought? <laughs> I wonder if he yelled in his own ear in in the, the headset. I don't know, Damn it, Vince. <laughs> Good shit, pal. I don't know. I feel like there's some sort of time paradox as far as that one goes. But Gorilla Monsoon, Vince McMahon, who else are some people that you looked up to? Ed Whalen, I would have to assume, is like My easy one. My hero when I was a kid was Ed Whalen. Yeah. Because he did the two things when I was a kid, and even today, that I love the most. He did... Stampede Wrestling, and back in the day when I was young, he did the Flames games. Yeah. So the two things I saw that Ed Whalen was the coolest guy and had the coolest job. So yeah, if you go back and you watch, like Ed wasn't a great commentator, and it I've doesn't really say, hold up. No, I've heard the same because like my dad lived out here. Obviously, he was an Oilers fan, so you're tuning into a lot of Flames games mm -hmm. just given the time. And uh, yeah, he said he said Ed wasn't. He was a wrestling commentator. <laughs> he again, I, and I think that he fit the the product. Yeah. Kind of like Vince did in the 80s, but, you know, not necessarily a great commentator. But I also think that he, I don't want to say he was a bit of a mark. I'm trying to explain it in a different way, but there were certain things he liked and didn't like. And he had quit and walked away a couple of times because of things yeah. that happened. So not much you can do as far as that. His son's goes. a good guy. He, oh. Tony Whalen runs the, uh, you know, the Edmonton and Calgary Expos. I didn't he, know that. He, I don't know if he still does, but back when PWA used to have the booths, he would run them. Learn something and, new every and day. he would come by and chat with Kurt and chat with us. And he's got a tattoo of a microphone on his arm. And in the meantime and in between time, I'm super, very super, cool. this is super, super nice guy. Very, and, very yeah, cool. Yeah, really nice guy. There aren't many like times I'll try and throw something in, but that's like quite literally how I'll close every show here, right? It's I try like, not to steal too, too much. And if I do, I try to give credit. Oh, I 100% yeah. do. Like I, I credit, I credit Slick Ed. I've got to think of a better nickname, but I credit <laughs> Slick Ed every time I do it. You yeah. know that. You know that. Um, I never met Ed Whalen. I wish I would have had the chance to, but I never got a chance to. But Neither did I. My hero. Good hero to have. How much did it mean to you then to get to like work at the uh, work at the Saddle Dome? Oh, massive. Broadcast out of like the Ed Whalen broadcast booth, like everything in between. I, didn't, I didn't get to go up there. Okay. Where did you broadcast from? Because I just, I wasn't able to make it to either of them. The first Saddle Dome show, uh, we didn't do a live commentary. I was actually in the, the Battle Royal. Okay, so, right, right, right. So for me to say that I wrestle at the Saddle Dome for me is is really awesome. But like, it's like a bucket list that, item. That, the first one, yeah. And I, I I snuck out on they they let us roam around a little bit more on the first one than we did at the second one. The second one they had us sequestered in this room the whole time. Yeah. But when we first got there, they weren't really watching us, and I snuck out onto the flames bench and sat for a while and I played with the goal light and stuff. I have a video on my phone of me playing with the goal light and, and yeah, just really, really cool. The second time they put a table right on the ice. 
Oh, very and cool. I just had my laptop and we recorded it live and I edited it all together afterwards. Same sort of way we did with like that Crusader show. Yeah, exactly. So they, okay. they set the, 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 the table on the ice and I called the matches and just super cool. Man. My feet got really, really cold. I just wearing like my sneakers, my that kicks doesn't surprise and my feet got really, bit. really cold. I was like, damn, this, this sucks. <laughs> doesn't surprise me one bit. Like even by the end of like an Oilers game or something like that, like you're, you're cold. Yeah. The closer it's you are down on the ice. Yeah. Who, who would have thought that the ice level would be cold? I was gonna. Yeah, I was gotta say. I always gotta sit in the rinky dink seats. I was gonna <laughs> gonna kiss the the center dot, but I was afraid that my lips were gonna stick to the ice because I don't know science. Oh my God. So I didn't I do say, it. What's the What's the movie? Not Christmas Carol. A uh, Christmas Story. There we go. Yeah. I'm not a big Christmas movie guy, admittedly. Yeah. So I, I like was, Christmas music. It's just like it's overplayed. I was afraid that I was going to stick to the ice and that would have been the most embarrassing shit ever. <laughs> so I didn't do it, but I touched it and rubbed it a little bit. So that's good enough for me. That's so cool, man. Very, very cool. Those shows always look fantastic. Yeah. You've always been an excellent broadcaster because you've done, you did the PWA for and continue, I would assume, should they run again. But like, how for the record, I have no information. I don't know anything. Neither do I. No, I don't think got, anybody got, knows. I've anything. only got the selfish help. Like the PWA is literally the reason that I love professional wrestling, to be blunt with that. And if I remember right, like you were at least there when I started coming out real consistently for stuff. But when did you get in with the Prairie Wrestling? In with the PWA? Um, I had done ring announcing for Monster Pro for two shows. I didn't know. <laughs> for two shows. That's why I didn't know that. <laughs> I did I did ring announcing for Monster Pro for two shows before I got fired. It's a long story. I'll tell you one day. Um, got time. Uh, I don't want to get it. I told it actually, I told it somewhere else. So it is out there, but it involved Mike McGuire and a slow pitch game and blah, 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 blah. And I got shit canned and I'm it's, it's and no, no disrespect to anybody in monster pro, but I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me in terms of my wrestling career. Yeah. Um, Kenny Omega was on one of those shows. Really? The only guy that I remember besides massive damage and like King Lau and those guys yeah. was, was Kenny Omega was on there. And I remember him being just really kind of a bit of a space cadet. No disrespect. He just seemed kind of spacey. Yeah. But I remember he was on those shows. But anyway. So when would that have been then? Sorry to interrupt. I want to say 2001. Holy cow. 2000. 2000 yeah. I've been doing this for 20 years. People That's... don't. People don't. I'm like the undertaker of this shit now. People don't. <laughs> After Duke Durango retired. And okay. Like, so dead man undertaker or American Canadian badass. I'm, I'm the least badass and I look like I died three years ago. So big bad Canadian um, badass. But, uh, Mike McGuire was doing the ring announcing in for okay. uh, PWA and I was friendly, was slash am friendly with Mike. And he got a radio job in Saskatchewan. Yeah. And they needed um, somebody to fill in for ring announcing. And they came to me and I got the job and I go back and watch those early tapes when I first started announcing and I was, can I curse? Oh, of course. I was fucking awful. <laughs> Terrible. And it's funny, if you go back and watch the early PWA, like the DVDs that, that like Phoenix Taylor and them used to make, yeah, yeah. I was fucking awful at commentary too. I think everybody like is even just comparatively off with the first they do of anything versus where they are now. Like, I mean, it's in the kindest ways, but you look back at the first show we did and I loved it. But we've grown leaps and yeah, bounds since then, right? Yeah. I think everybody does. But but yeah, that was that was how uh, how I got in there. I started ring announcing and things snowballed into snowballing. So you, you're you're ring announcing in Saskatchewan after no. Mon never well? ring announced in Saskatchewan. Oh, Mike McGuire was in Saskatchewan. There's where my confusion came from. Mike McGuire got a radio job somewhere. I don't remember where, but he had to move. So the ring announcing position was was uh, was vacated. Was open, and I'd already been friendly with Kurt just from 
meeting him and hanging out because I was friendly with some of the PWA guys. Yeah. And they gave me a shot. Were you like going out to shows and all that sort of stuff before um, you were starting to ring in it? A few, yeah. I was actually at one of the, I had a ticket stub from one of the first shows at the Shaw Conference Center. I was in the front row. Oh, right. And I got a really, really shitty, grainy copy of that show years later. And you can see me sitting in the front row. And I just think it's kind of cool right. going from the front row to the other side of the barricade. That's really, really cool. I love seeing stuff like that. Like even when you're watching, I'm sure you've watched like the world of hurt footage and all of that yeah. sort of stuff and getting to see all the fans and like Ivan in the middle of the ring, all of yeah. that sort of stuff. Like love it. Or like when you see edge in the crowd at WrestleMania seven, not that I'm comparing myself to edge by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's the hair. That's there's... I had hair once I had hair like Adonis back in the 90s really? oh i did oh man please yeah. send me one i'll throw it up on a... i'll, I'll... Uh, see i just did it i looked at that i'm supposed to look oh at see that. i'm doing it right now Kevin. <laughs> um i did i used to have long hair and then we we had a kid and the kid used to pull it so i cut it and now it never came back but i'll get you on and we'll 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 overlay oh, yeah, we'll it throw a nice yeah. little overlay there you like, go. i'll just do I think I have this, this old picture of me in a Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt doing the Hulk Hogan post. I'm positive I have that somewhere. I will send it to you. This is this is my favorite thing. See what I do? I, I embarrass myself for you. That's that's fine. Don't worry. Like in, in professional wrestling, like it's all about embarrassing you. It is. It really is, actually. When I walk into the middle of the ring, I know at some point during the course of an event, I'm going It's to like the time that I had to wear the dress in PWA. And for a split second, I was like, I don't want to do this. It's embarrassing and stupid. And then uh, like my stupid pride thing went away and my wrestling mind came in and I was like, no, this isn't embarrassing. This is awesome. Was that like a battle royal? No, what? it was. Uh, I was managing Tex Gaines. Okay. And it was the Fright Night, the Halloween show. Yeah. And I was banned from ringside because I was always up to some skullduggery. And excellent. We choice, did, thank you. Uh, we did a thing where the only way I could be allowed at ringside is if Kurt Sorokin could pick my Halloween costume. And they went shopping to Valley Village and found this old granny yellow dress. And and uh, Tex Gaines' girlfriend at the time did my makeup. Yeah. And I came out in this just horrible dress. And yeah, for a split second, I thought it was stupid. And then I was like, no, this is amazing. Everyone's going to remember this. Totally Nobody remembers it, apparently. But <laughs> And that was the night that I, I got bladed for the first and only time as well. Oh, what's that like? Because um, like, I feel like as a wrestler, you... It's a weird way to put it, but like grow accustomed to it. But you're certainly at, not a wrestler. Like at mission. the time, I was very gung ho to want to try anything, yeah. and and like not care if I got hurt. I'm like, I just want to do whatever because I you know, felt lucky to be there. Yeah, and I wish I would have known to take a couple of aspirins or or have energy drinks. I don't know if they had those at the time because this was a long time ago. But but nothing really came out. So juggernaut. Cracked me over the head with the or kicked me and cracked me over the head with the kendo stick and I went down. I didn't do it. Tex Gaines did it, and I went down. And Tex went down and he put the blade in and he cut and he's like push the, the blood out and I pushed the blood out and nothing happened and I'll remember this for the rest of my life. He's like Boris, I'm so sorry. And he stuck it in and twisted it. And again, there's I got, oh. I got pictures of this and I'll send you a picture of this and we'll overlay it over. I looked at the camera right now. Nice we'll we'll overlay that picture too. But there's just like this little trickle. And yeah, it was cool. I mean, like it, it, it didn't suck too bad because of the adrenaline, but I wouldn't want to do it every night. What else have you done? Have you done any, like, I, I hate to be cliche, but like deathmatch stuff or taking it to like chairs. I would have to, uh, I've, I've been hit with a chair. Juggernaut broke a candlestick over my head. Huh? Um, like Tex Gaines and I went through a table, That poor table didn't stand a chance. <laughs> um, like, but like for like scary bumps, that's pretty much it. So how many matches have you officially wrestled in okay i know if you haven't taken that many i'd have to like very very few okay. um juggernaut and tex gains were pwa tag team champions and tex blew his knee out 
So they had to take the belts off them. So I filled in for Tex Gaines and wrestled with Juggernaut against Sergeant Hazard and uh, um, uh, Red Thunder. Red Thunder and Sergeant Hazard. Oh, so. In that match, I just found it, actually, and I'm 99% sure I fucking kick out of the heart attack. I don't know why, but I kick out of the heart attack, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, why did I kick out of the... I mean, that wasn't the finish, so... You're invincible. You're basically... Um, you're basically... You're not just Alberta's Undertaker. So, you're like Alberta's Diesel. So... <laughs> Stop it. Uh, so there's that match. Um, there was Tex Gaines and I uh, won the RCW Tag Team Championships. He phoned me up and said, hey, you want to go to Thorsby or whatever and win the RCW Tag Team titles? And again, me being like kind of a stupid mark and wanted yeah. to do everything. I'm like, hell yeah. So I didn't literally did nothing in the match but pin. But we won the, uh, the RCW Tag Team titles. How long did you reign? We never lost them. I never like I don't Undefeated. know I don't know anything about backstage of RCW or the history or whatever I just he asked me to go and I thought it'd be fun so we never actually lost them so I have no idea Lin maybe I'm linearly the if that's linear a word champion. um and then uh those are like the end the match with Andy Anderson obviously yeah uh those are like the only actual like match matches and then I did a few battle royals because we needed bodies and it would be fun blah 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 yeah that's I feel like Andy I might Anderson. be forgetting something but that's basically it. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Or Tech Ken is just getting here. It's Ken. These are the fun little behind-the-scenes looks you get to uh, our new setup here. So look at, at the record looking at the fucking screen again. See, I did not that time. <laughs> oh, I learned from you. Good, the last time. We should just like implement a drinking game as far as that goes for diet soda. A diet soda. I'm enjoying myself a uh, sea change local brewery based. The gout. The gout has has ruined my drinking. Oh, that's tough. Can't can't drink it anymore. That's tough. I mean, it's probably better in the long run, but anyway, continue. I can't, I know that, that that is what it is. Yeah. I, I I can sit here and talk about drinking. This is my podcast. I can, uh, yeah. As, as Eric Cartman once said, I, whatever, whatever, I'll do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. I agree. I agree. And thanks once again for being here. But let's get back. I love talking about me. Let's talk more about you. Let's talk uh, specifically about the broadcast end of things because okay. you mentioned ring announcing, you've mentioned managing, mm. but primarily like the audible chocolate of Big Bad Boris. It's a staple of Love Pro. Like for a long time, I would say you're the voice of what Alberta's professional wrestling was well, because the PWA, and at least for me, was really the only product putting out DVDs, mm. edited product in that sense of the phrase. So, and I could be wrong there. Like, it is what it is. I, I think you might be right. Again. And again, if uh, if we are wrong, no disrespect intended. Well, I was going to say, I've always, I've, it's like, I don't know if you ever listen to Dax Shepard's podcast, but they always no. finish the interview with I don't know the who guest. the fuck that even is. He's married to Kristen Bell. I don't know who that is. There's either. a lot of stuff. I watch I, a lot of wrestling and reruns of The Office. There's and a lot that's of about it. That I unfortunately like still remember just from okay. my ex always playing that on the long car to Calgary. Fair enough. Yeah. Zoe Sager, ladies and gentlemen. Zoe Sager. Zoe, come on in here. here. Pop in, pop in, Zoe. I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What uh, What are your thoughts on Big Bad Boris? Oh Lord, okay. <laughs> I am okay. Yeah, no best best commentator. Oh, stop it! Oh, yeah. stop it! You guys. I've asked him to go and commentate back matches. It's great. Actually, yeah, uh, that's happened a few times. People have sent me stuff to to do, and that's I'm very honored to do that. And I hope that I can take a good match and make it a little bit better. You always kill it. Oh my goodness. Better. And it was already a good match, so like that's saying a lot. There you go. There's the exclusive. Look at that. These are again the scoops you get in this, that's in this right. environment. Um, but back to it. So when did you start getting into broadcasting? Broadcast your first event? Like what was sort of the series there that led to so, Big Bad Boris professional wrestling comedy? Um back in the day, 
um, Michael Avery and uh, Phoenix Taylor, they and some help from some other people, they filmed the PWA shows. And they asked me to some other people. Drew Dalby did some commentary, and Tim Stein, who I don't know, I've never met, but you know he was around back then. They did some commentary, and then they asked me to do some. So I would go over to to Phoenix Taylor's place, and they'd have it all edited. And I got to give those guys big, big kudos because they did it all with tape. Oh man, I couldn't. And I actually, and I don't know how I came into possession of them, but I have a big giant Ziploc bag full of those old tapes that they they, they I shot. I love those two big binders of DVDs you brought here, including, of course, CZW Cage, hey, of, Cage Death. of Death. Cage of Death from Combat Zone Wrestling. So yeah, kudos to those guys doing that all on tape because that must have been a pain in the butt. But they called me over and and I would do commentary and either Michael Avery or, or Phoenix Taylor would do the color commentary with me. And I was awful, 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 awful. As the years went by, what, what happened was... Um, Tex Games blew his knee out, and they tried me really, really briefly managing a couple of other people. Um, T Bone, I managed a little bit, and Slammer, I managed just a little bit. And they just, they just for some reason didn't really want to put me with anybody, which always made me feel like I was a shitty manager. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I taught myself Photoshop, I taught myself how to video edit. Yeah. And then when those guys kind of went away, um, they needed people to make posters. They needed people to do videos. And and again, I'm not by no means am I a great Photoshopper or a great video editor. I can make, I can film a show yeah. and make like a show look good, but I can't make like a fancy, cool hype video. I've always tried and they're always just kind of eh. But I, I got back in that way because they needed someone to do that stuff. So I taught, I ran the website. I, I started the PWA's first Twitter and then it went away and somebody else started one, but there was a PWA Twitter before the one they have now that I started way back in the day. So I just kind of, I don't want to say made myself indispensable, but I, I, I was needed because I had, I I had those skills. There's so many roles to fill. And if you're one of the only people to fill the role, like sometimes that's how you get a booking. That's yeah. That's like, Saying you got commentary. Now. So I started filming the shows and making DVDs and doing the commentary and post production a little bit better, but still not great. Yeah. And then it was Michael Richard Blaze, that fucking guy. We always have to talk about him. He was like, "Well, why don't you record the commentary live?" And I at the shows would do the music, yeah. and and Edmonton, I would run the screen and stuff. And I'm like, "Well, I got you know a bunch of stuff going on already doing music, and people always come and talk to me and stuff." And I don't know if we could do it, but he's like, "We'll try one show." So we tried one show. I brought my laptop in. I just recorded MP3s. Yeah, and it, I've really found my voice and and. It just it sounded better because by yeah. time I would do it in post production, I had seen the match twice already. Yeah, because I saw it live that night. Then I saw it while I edited it. Yeah, but doing it live is is so much better. You get a much more natural reaction. And yeah, so as we started doing it live, I think I got better and better to the point where I am now, and I'm comfortable. And I think it's literally like the only thing I'm good at. What do you think makes you a great commentator? I always like making people put themselves over. It's fun for me to do. <sighs> I I respect what the guys do in the ring so much yeah. that I try to make everybody look good. I always try to remember what I'm selling. I always try to talk to the guys to know what's going on. And I think it's partially, and it sounds lame, but just if you love something, you do it well. Yeah. And it's again, I, I, I feel lucky that I get to do this. And yeah. You can't fake passion. You no, can't. no. Right. If you're a phony, it's going to come out at some point. 
hundred percent. Whether it's the first time, the last time, the meantime, the in between time. Oh, see, there we go. Look at that. Slick. Some of your favorite matches you've commentated. See, people ask me that all the time. But there's, I know I, there's, I said to. There's some there's, you just got to throw into it. There's stuff. there's so many, and they all. It's, it's hard to pick ones out, but there was a lot of. Uh, uh, MRB and BVD stuff that was always good. They did a best of seven. Man, do I miss BVD? Yeah, they they did a best of seven. That was really good. Uh, Marky and AJ Styles was was really good. A good. It was a good match to call. It was fun to call, but also I knew how nervous Marky was, and he would come to my place and we would watch AJ Styles matches so he could study. Cool. So as the match is going on and I know that it's going well, I'm getting excited because I know it's going well. Um, anytime you get to call a match with like a, a Samoa Joe or those guys, like again, you feel lucky to to call matches like that. We did, we had Joe and, and AJ and PWA, and I'm like, I get to call this, okay, yeah. cool, <laughs> all right. Um, like specific ones don't stick out, no disrespect, but just a lot, of, just there's so much good stuff. We've been spoiled here in Alberta for a long time by having a lot of really good talent. So right, like, and you and I could probably beat that to death as far as it goes for the next hour, couple yeah. hours. Like this province has been so talented for years and years and years, and it's kind of nice that not only in Alberta, but I think the entire Pacific Northwest really is starting to break yeah. out in a big, big way. You can ask for the fan take. What do you think it is that's sort of causing the? Uh, I, I don't want to say resurgence because there's always been promotions like a Defy for at least the last six, seven, eight years, right? Like, do you know what I honestly think it is? And I've talked about this a lot, as I think it's the technology. Mm -hmm. The talent's always been here, but now um, you can film a show and have it online on YouTube in a day that the world can see. Yeah. Whereas, you know, back when PW first started, there wasn't any YouTube. There's you make your DVD and you hope that the couple of guys in the crowd would buy it. You know, this thing could go online and be watched by somebody in Los Angeles in 20 minutes. Could so and, on and Yahoo and for my interview. With yeah, Carter. and like internet pay per view and stuff like that. I think the technology is is giving every. It's like a like bands. It's really easy to just yeah. You can you can make a, a decent sounding record for decently cheap or a CD and and get it out streaming right away. So the talent's always been there, but I think the technology's caught up with the talent. You can make it go really fast. I know you sort of alluded to a lot of the people there, but maybe who are some of the people in Alberta that you love calling matches for? Or uh... um, I liked uh, Stampede Bulldog stuff. I liked Harry and TJ. I think that the Stampede Bulldogs and the new Karachi Vice and the Funky Bunch had really, really great matches back in the day. Um, the MRB BVD stuff is good. I liked um some of the funny stuff like uh fabian ribero those are always really really oh fun God, matches right. called but it's stressful because i'm calling the match but i know i've got a music cue so in my mind i'm like i gotta keep calling the action but i know at some point he's gonna do the thing and throw the thing and i gotta play the music and, and if i there were a couple of times at the start of lpw where the bell was right a couple of seconds later than you'd think i forget i have the to cue, do it it's, uh, you and i both there's cues that just sometimes you're excited and you miss and i think there's a couple of times there's a couple of times on commentary you I, i'm like oh shit i, got, I literally say literally oh shit i gotta ring the bell and i ring the bell um that's said with love uh oh yeah uh <laughs> Everyone, everyone's good. So good. Tons of talent. Real lucky. Real lucky as far as it goes. It's going to be weird because it's the promoter asking you, but have you enjoyed your time with Love Pro? Uh, super fun. Super, super fun. Um, it's It was nerve-wracking going live 
Yeah. Because the only time that I'd ever gone live was that first clandestine society, which is yeah, still one of my right. favorite nights of oh my, my God. I hate using the term career because I think it sounds kind of lame coming from me, career. but, but like one of the, my favorite, like the saddle dome and then the, and the clandestine show are two of my, my favorite nights, yeah. but going live is like the, and very, very, very rarely have I ever edited myself and post very, very rarely. There was one time and I don't know why it happened, but I was calling a, a, a Chris Steele Duke Durango match yeah. and I real named Chris Steele. Oh, just out and of I was like, "How? How did I do that?" Yeah, so I, I fixed that. But very, very rarely have I ever gone back and like changed stuff. Yeah, but uh, going live was nerve wracking at first, just because you know you don't want to screw up. But now I'm pretty comfortable, and it's also fun, just like knowing I'm directly talking to people out there. Because I always wanted to do radio, so yeah. it's kind of like that. So knowing there's people out there, a lot of fun. I think we out. have a great. We've got great talent first and foremost. That's what's important. We got a great, great venue. Yeah. Um. Yeah, super, super fun. I love it. I love it, man. And, you, and, and you pay me more. Maybe we should take that out. I don't know. No, that's okay. But you do. I was just going to say that's the clip I'm going to send out so we can start to advertise to other people. <laughs> like, I'm and you know what? Oh, there's there's three microphones there, and usually I'm the only one there. So maybe I should get three envelopes. I'm kidding. I'm okay, totally kidding. so I guess, no, that's a, that's a good question. If there's anybody else, because like we've had Thaddeus Archer on there. Of course, Warren Bears, Veda Scott's come in for the matches that they were here for um and then your little pop-ups no jabari's off yeah. on m-a-r-c is there anybody that like you would want to call more matches with? or anybody that you maybe even think that you haven't commentated with that would make a great call i've done so much by myself that it's weird like yeah. there's not very many people that i can think of besides like joey styles that would call full shows by themselves but we just like in in PWA, there'd be like that chair would just be sitting there. So people would sit in it. Yeah. Some good, some not so good. And <laughs> I've gotten, and I feel guilty for it, but I've gotten very protective of that seat next to me just because, you know, if it's, if it's not good, I want I want everything to be as good as possible. Yeah. And like, if that's not for you, no disrespect, but it's not for you. Because at the end of the day, it does reflect yeah. on you in some way, shape. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot of voices around here. Which is why I wonder why I'm not booked more in other companies. But there's there's not a lot of voices around. You should get I, I think Thaddeus is really good, but he's also amazing at what he does in the ring with the Archer Report. So there's a lot his, of suburban yeah, suits. His time is <laughs> his time is limited. Um yeah, I don't know. Let's figure that one out. Because the, if you ever want to, I, I'm totally, cool. I'm totally a, open to having somebody live, which is having like solo commentary. Like you say, Joey Styles is really the only guy that I could think of off the top of my head that would be just full show by themselves yeah. for the most part and, and killing it, just killing it like you do. And I get very comfortable with myself, but I'm absolutely not opposed to having someone there to zing things off of, especially a heel. That's true. So I think what makes that is great because I'm a good He's straight just, man, journalist, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But we need someone to, to, to make that is the other. He's despicable. I love it. <laughs> we need somebody to, to be the other side of the coin. Thaddeus is the other side of the coin. The shitty part that's on the bathroom floor. You know, that part. There you go. There I, love, you go. I love that guy. Officially, I hate him, but I love him. Now, I can't close this out without having the host of Punk and Pile Drivers chat a little bit of uh, a okay. little bit of punk rock. Where'd the okay. passion for punk come from? Um. I've loved music my whole life. Um, like when I first really got into music was in like the mid eighties and I was like a big hair metal guy, big, right. big, big, big hair metal guy. And then I went from hair metal into like the alternative kind of grunge scene. Yeah. And then that's kind of where the punk thing came in. And as I've, I know you're supposed to be like rebellious when you're young, 
but and it's not even the rebellion it's more just for me it's the music as i'm yeah. getting older this is how i explain it i don't know if this makes any sense to anyone but me but if tool put out a new album that's like seven songs in 90 minutes what like 18 year old me is like hell yeah let's dive into this thing and dissect it this is really cool now i'm 46 i'm old i'm tired give me 13 songs give me 26 minutes give me your best shit because i gotta go to bed and go to work tomorrow and i don't know if well, that I mean, makes any sense but i just I also, perfect but I also i just i just like the music i like that punch i like how it makes me feel when i'm in the car you know you get it oh of course i get it of course i get it like that's we've got a giant Weezer poster behind us right now. Of course, I got her. Uh, I've been working on Weezer puns for like. I think you, know? you like ask Thaddeus when you see him just how upsetting he is or upset he is. Excuse me with his DMs because I keep sending him all these videos of like you just got Weezer or someone <laughs> will be playing a song and it'll hop into like that riff from Buddy Holly. Yeah, I've been working on Weezer puns to slip in during matches, but I'll probably forget them all just because I'm so focused on telling stories. It's not a bad problem to have. Punk and pile drivers. Where was the inspiration for that? Um, I had a, uh, I went to Nate for radio and yep. then the pandemic came and just ruined all of that. But I had a show, an after hour show on Nate radio called Old Man Yells at Cloud. Where, because I was like 20 years older than everybody in my class where I would play songs and and just talk about whatever but it wasn't a wrestling show it was a music show but just talk about whatever bullshit between songs and that's originally how i kind of wanted to to do it where i would play songs i like and just bullshit around that was originally what the podcast was going to be and then i had a friend like a guest on one time and next week i had somebody else somebody else and it just kind of combined my two favorite things music and wrestling and it just kind of morphed into what it is and I think it's kind of a neat idea to have the guests pick songs they like. It's kind of a misleading title because it is punk and proud and I always play the last song, which is usually a punk rock song. But I let guests pick whatever they want, except I censored MRB one time, and I felt oh, bad about you it. Told me about this. Yeah, he picked he, he picked a band that I don't like, and I said no. Name drop. Do it. Come on. I don't remember. Big Bad Boris shoots hard. I want to. Blaze. I. <laughs> I don't remember. I want to say it was like refused or some band like that that I don't like. I'm the I'm I say I'm not a snob, but I'm a massive snob. If I don't like a band, it's like fuck you if you like that band. There's only two for me. I can't listen to Yes and I can't listen to You Two. Like I like unlistenable. Like I fucking hate Rise Against. Okay, that's. I hate uh uh shit. What's that band? What's that band that does Ball and Chain? Social distortion. Yeah, I don't like social distortion. I don't. I don't. I know. I really, and again, I, really like social I don't like any of that, like Celtic punk, like Flogging Molly and stuff. Not for me. Okay. But anyway, like I would let guests pick whatever. So we've had like the Beatles and and country music and all kinds of stuff. But I think it's kind of cool to to let the guests pick the songs they like. And sometimes they have good stories, and sometimes they just pick whatever. I was gonna say, is there a band that, like maybe you've found coming out of that? Coming out of the pocket? No. <laughs> no, not really. My taste is better. I've got you're 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 set. Okay. <laughs> but uh yeah, we haven't you don't done... need to pick up anything from anybody. My taste is better, says Big No, Bad it's Boy. not bad. It's just like it's just a lot of a lot of the stuff that they pick is it's just stuff that I'm not into. That's fair. But that's fine. It's not about me, it's about them and what the songs they want to pick. We haven't done one since or I haven't done one since before Christmas. I took the end of the year off after I did the two in one week. And I've been meaning to get back onto it. I've been working on somebody um, from the States, but the timelines aren't just mashing I up. I got that. Time zones are the freaking worst as far as... He's like, I can do it anytime before 4 p.m. Eastern on a weekday. I'm like, well, I have the shoot job, so that doesn't work. 
But uh, I want to get back into it. I've been. I was thinking of actually doing some guerrilla podcasting tomorrow, cool. and just bringing the laptop and the headset, setting it there, and whoever wants to come sit before the show for a couple minutes. That's what I was thinking of doing. Oh yeah, there but, we go. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I like doing it. Look at this media. I get to, I get to do I get to, it's it's like me being getting to do radio still, but I get to do my own radio and I can say the f word, which I do a lot. Oh yeah, you and I have certainly toned it down. I've, I've you and I converse quite often off of the microphone, and uh, we're we're both prone for that bomb. And I've got to catch up with old friends like Amir Jordan, who worked for PWA for for really, a really time. Cool. And, also, cool and I always liked him. He's a good guy. And then like getting to talk to 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 uh, uh, Raj. Yeah. Fabian Ribeiro got a chance to talk to him too. So yeah, it's cool. A lot of good human beings out here in yeah. Alberta, man, including, of course, yourself, Big Bad Boris, you big bad stud. Are we done? Uh, Ask me more questions. Uh, Ask me about how I beat Andy Anderson. I totally beat Andy Anderson. Big, choked, choked him right out. Big Bad Boris. He hadn't been anywhere since. Big Bad Boris. <laughs> how did you defeat Andy Anderson? I choked him out. So, well, tell me the story because I actually look back really fondly on that. One. Do you want like the, the do you want the kayfabe story or the shoot story? Shoot story. Okay, the shoot story. Come on, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I need some toilet paper, brother. Come on, brother. Um, help. <laughs> just the world is so weird. This is going to be such a dated reference, even by the time I put this out. Like, when is this? Go, when's week? this going out? Next week? Next week or the week after? Oh my god! Because I've got all, like here's the thing: is match editing kicks back up. Oh, I guess too. yeah. Um, so Andy was the commissioner of some sort in PW at the time, and he had an employment opportunity that was going to have him working Saturday evening, so he wasn't going to be able to make shows anymore. Yeah. So uh, Andy and I very close, and when he was being written out, he was like, "I want to do something with Boris." So we did a thing where I was like making mistakes and playing wrong music. I'm gonna say because I remember that it was at the uh, Resolution Rumble, if I remember right. Yeah, it was like so, something happened with the music. Yeah, and he so came and screamed at you. He put me in in the he put me in the Resolution Rumble, one of the few matches I was in, and I took a bump and didn't hit the back of my head, which made me happy. Um, but then, so we did a thing where we he challenged me to a match, and if I beat him, he had to leave, and if I or if I lost, and I'd be his servant or slave or some shit like yeah. that, and we. Went over this match a thousand times at my house. That because I get like tag matches and and battle royals and stuff, I can kind of hide, but this is yeah. like one on one, literally the only one on one match I ever had. And we had a big house that night. I forget who else we had. I think we had, I think that was Christopher was, Daniels. Was it Antonio Dashwood? Daniel. Yeah. So we had like a good house. That was like the one of the bigger, or no, no, it wasn't. Or was it, it Jay Lethal? No, because Jay Lethal, it's going to sound dumb, but like my memories of all didn't come from where I've got my photos on my phone. Oh, okay. So for that show, I was sitting on the rafters, which meant I was having a couple of beverages because it was a Nate show. So we went over it literally like a thousand times because I didn't, well, I didn't care about getting hurt. I just didn't want anything to look stupid. And I didn't want Andy to look stupid. Yeah. So we went over it a thousand, thousand times. He's like, don't worry. You only have to like take one actual, like one or two actual bumps. You won't have to run the ropes. Yeah, and we went over everything a thousand, 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 thousand times, and it turned out other than the avalanche hoe train in the corner, which is the worst <laughs> avalanche hoe train in the. I, I, I'll give you the footage, and you could overlay it now. It's literally I run and then I stop and go. Mm. It's awful. But other than that, I've, it all turned out so, so, so well. You looked like a million bucks, man. And the crowd was so behind you. People had signs and they were chanting my name and stuff. And I was going to WrestleMania uh, that year. 
and it was like two or three weeks after. No, it was it was my first WrestleMania that I was going to, and it was like maybe two or three weeks after that. And all yeah. I kept thinking was just get through this match, and then you can go to WrestleMania. But it went, and he put me over like gold. Oh, he did. Yeah. He shot the finish on me though. He changed it. Oh really? And I didn't know. He just was you know feeling out how things were, and he changed the finish in ring. And just didn't kick out. Then, no, he it was. We were supposed to do a thing where he had. I had him in the sleeper, and he was supposed to run me in the corner. And and I would hit, and then I would turn around and slingshot him into the corner, and he would hit it, and then I'd roll him up in one, two, three. Okay. But he just decided to just do the sleeper and pass out. I don't know. If we were worried about the slingshot because you see slingshots sometimes. If you don't know what you're doing, they can look real shit. Yep. And if you blow the finish, so I think maybe he was a little concerned about me doing the slingshot, and I don't feel disrespected by that at all because he's a professional wrestler and I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, the whole thing and like security dragging him out and everything, and yeah, just. Beautiful, beautiful. So would you I watch it once every six months or so? Would you wrestle another singles? Because like I'm sure Thaddeus Archer is going to get on that last nerve at some point here. Thaddeus and I have been talking about a death match for years. Thaddeus has talked about a death match with everyone I know because him and Ben Omen want to have one too at some point. Um, a one on one. I I okay. This is no disrespect to Thaddeus, but I don't know if Thaddeus and I having a one on one is that great because neither of us are trained you wrestlers. There needs like to be a there needs to be a vet there. To, to lead us through i'm also older now my body's starting to fall apart um but it's hard to say no just because it's so much fun i stress out and stress out and stress out but like once you get in there it's just it was fun people chanting my name and i beat the guy and signs and stuff Huge and i'm high-fiving i threw a t-shirt into the crowd you know all that stuff that like when i got into the pwa hall of fame i said that nine-year-old boris thinks this is the coolest shit ever so yeah, yeah I, it, I I'm sure if I was offered it by a promoter, I could sell a lot of tickets to friends too. Promoter, um, I would do it. I don't know. How, I don't know how what many would, tickets can you sell? I don't know. <laughs> shoot, probably a lot. Um, I just don't know what storyline would make sense for me to do that. I'd love to hit Thaddeus in the head with a light tube, though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm we'll sure this. I'm sure this venue would not be very happy with that i heard that at the where we did that clandestine they were sweeping glass for weeks and the rec room was fine with our ladder match i hope they would be okay with any sort of glass or light tubes or anything like that we did that hardcore match at the first show i remember that match we did that fire didn't somebody light somebody on fire in that yeah match? jack pride through fire jack pride oh, jack pride. i used to like him used to be well i still like half <laughs> we'll find a story we can get you in the ring all right. That's well, one of the ticket sale promise is sounding good. On I'm not head. even lying. <laughs> I'll take it. All I'll right. Take it 110% of the time. PWA Hall of Famer. Like, is, is, it's a weird way to put it, but like, is that meaningful for you? How much does it mean to you? I know a lot of it, just like with professional wrestling being what it is, there are a lot of different takes on awards and, and things of that nature. So. Halls, Halls of Fame and that kind of thing, like especially with wrestling, a lot of people think it's kind of bullshit and silly. And there's a lot of guys, like I know a lot of guys who have said they, they were offered PWA Hall of Fame when they said they didn't want to do it. But for me, who grew up as a wrestling fan and was never a wrestler, um, I, I, it did. It meant a lot. It really does. I wish I got a plaque, but they stopped making plaques, so I don't have a plaque. But um, Kurt said he was going to make plaques give them to all of us but i haven't got my plaque yet but it, honestly it really really did because it felt i felt like i i i was legitimate 
Yeah, just a form of validation. And something, it's, it's funny. Well, it was funny. Something happened literally today. Do you know who The Struggles is? No, I don't. The Struggles, he's a guy in the States who does uh, a lot of digital media for wrestling. He does commentary for ICW No Holds Barred. Okay. And he also runs ETU. It's a new company. Expect the unexpected. And he tweeted today, um, used to feel lucky that I'm here. Now they're lucky to have me. Yeah. And I was like, boom, that's how I feel. Because I put my, my 20 years in and for years. And even now, I still feel like I don't deserve to be here. I don't. I feel lucky. But now I'm like, you know what? You fucking guys are lucky to have me because... I'm, I'm great at what doing do. my shit and I'm trying hard and all that stuff. So yeah, that really kind of hit me that tweet literally this afternoon. Yeah. But yeah, the Hall of Fame really was, it was cool. I went in with uh, uh, Sergeant Hazard and Hollywood Dusty Adonis. Oh, great and we were, we were, we were the last class other than uh, Dr. Kyoto went in before he moved back to Japan before he came back again. Yeah. So I think we broke the Hall of Fame after that. The first time I interviewed Hollywood Dusty Adonis, he was in the bath. I have I seen tells you everything you need to know. I have what seen his feeling. penis more than I've seen my own. He would just walk around the locker room on natural. And I've mentioned this on more than one podcast that I've done. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Wonderful human being. He's an every, interesting character. Yes. Every so often he'll just send me a text that he says, yeah. I hope you're having a great day. Yeah, he does that. Man. He does that to me as well. Good human yeah, being. Yeah, good guy. Good human being. He was over like hell too. Oh right. Yeah. Uh he's still out every so often. Maybe that's who we get you in there. Oh Lord. I know it's a cliche way to close it out, but I always love closing it out with this one, especially at the start of a year. All right. Goals for twenty twenty three. What does Big Bad Warriors want to do, wrestling or otherwise? I want to call a wrestling match outside of the province of Alberta. Okay. I like that. I just don't goal. know how to put myself out there any more than I already have. Like, I don't, I don't want, like I, I talked to, uh, the WrestleCore guys a little bit and they were like, well, we have a YouTube channel where people, you know, dub over commentary and stuff. And that's cool, but that's kind of not really what I'm looking for. Like I want to be uh, the guy. Yeah. So I want to call a match and not like have it sent to me, which is cool. If you want to send me your stuff and have me call it, that's cool. But I want to travel to Saskatchewan or I want to travel to BC or Ontario and I want to call kind of like Veda Scott, you know, yeah. I want to, I want to call a wrestling match in another province this year. Not just be the voice of LPW, be the voice of frigging Canadian. No, I'm not going anywhere from here. I love it here. This is, oh, and don't this think is, that, that this is, is home base. You better freaking. Yeah. Good. I want more good. money. I'm kidding. Uh, okay. I, I'm kidding. I will sell tickets. You know though. what, Boris? I want more money too. I bet. You know, we all want more money. A professional wrestling promoter, man. I hate money. Yeah, that's true. Okay, now we are. We are going to close it out because, well, we've got stuff to do for setup and the computer is going to die. I have so, to go home and rest my voice. You do. I've taken up a lot of your time. So the only thing I'm going to ask you before we close it out, where can the people find you? If people do want to book you for Ooh. some out-of-town events, if people want to hear some audible chocolate of Big Bad Boris. You can find me on the Twitter machine uh, at BB Boris. Big Bad Boris. You can find me on uh, Instagram at BB Boris 1. Um, I don't really have anything else. You can check out the uh, PWA Wrestling CA on YouTube. That's got a whole heap of stuff. I've been thinking about, because I literally, I don't know the future of PWA. I literally don't know anything about what's going on. Kurt's life has changed a lot for the better. Yep. He's a grandfather. He's got a great job and he's really happy. I've been thinking about just going through these hard drives of stuff that I filmed over the past, however long, and just starting to dump stuff on YouTube just for fun. Dude, on YouTube, do you like some watch longs on Twitch? Um, yeah. We do have a Twitch channel. Uh, Alistair Dark started a Twitch channel for PWI. I wonder whatever happened. That's a name I haven't heard. Yeah, forever. he's a good guy too. Wonderful I like him a lot. Human. Yeah, I like him and a lot. Any dealings I had, because every so often they'd help me out with stuff for uh, 
to win column sports network yeah good guy she's another name you haven't heard in forever <laughs> but that's that that is where you can find me you can find me also on all of your stuff our stuff if i may I was going say to that say. um but yeah feel encouraged too friends we would really appreciate it not only for the fact that we love the support it is incredibly incredibly meaningful that you take the time and tune in when there's so much professional wrestling professional wrestling content interviews everything in between so the fact that you're taking time for us means the world when it comes to big bad boris take the time because if we're talking great wrestling commentators hot damn yesterday right on on twitter uh uh Thaddeus Archer posted a clip from an interview he did where he was kind of putting me over and tweets kind of started flooding in about nice things about me. And it really, it warmed my heart. So I do appreciate all of the love and, and, and recognizing what I'm doing. And it, I do appreciate it because it makes me feel good. I'm going to add a fourth B to the triple B that is Big Bad Boris book, Big Bad oh. Boris. If you want excellent professional wrestling commentary, you want an excellent human being doing it. This is the official Love Pro Wrestling endorsement. And Boris, thank you for the time again today, man. It's always time. This is fun. And shoot the shit. Yeah, man. This is far from the last one. I'm certain. Hell yeah. And hopefully this is far from the last interview that you friends tune into. If you aren't subscribed, it would be thoroughly appreciated. If you do, just go and hit those buttons, click those links, whatever you got to do to show a little bit of extra love to us here at LPW. Thank you very much for doing so. You can find us wherever videos are played. Audio is listened to. I watched myself glitch out there for a second. That's what threw me off. Audio You're is... You're looking at the screen again. See, I know. It threw me. Audio is listened to. Our awesome content is created by awesome people, including, of course, the Punk and Pile Drivers podcast. Follow us at Love Wrestling CA. For Big Bad Boris, I've been Spencer Love. Can I can I close this out like I close oh, out every yes, P- like I close out every PWA show and every LPW show? Of course you can't. Close her out. For everyone involved here at love pro wrestling my name is big bad boris good night everybody it's pretty sweet i like that (laughs)